It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening, lovers. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. I'm Angie Taylor. Bonjour, Simon. Bonsoir, la belle Angie. Comment ça va? Oh, very well. How are you? How are you, Simon? Ça va bien. Ça I'm va doing bien. good. Ça you va bien good. ce soir, tonight. Ah, I love to hear that. Love is in the air. Yes. That's what this show is all about at The Rendezvous. Love, relationships, dating. Simon, I have to tell you earlier today, mm-hmm. I was just like messing around the computer doing a... Show prep, as we call it. We try to find topics and things to talk about. But I saw this word, the new dating term that I'd never heard before. Tell me. It's called cushioning. Have you heard of cushioning before? It's not what you think. He just got the most sneaky little face when I said I that. Did. I did. It's okay, not what so you I plead, I plead guilty. Okay. So if it's not what I think it uh-huh, is, then uh-huh. what is it? I'm going to tell you what it is. You're, it's interesting. And I want to know if you've ever you done You got me there. Yeah. I want to know if you've ever done this in relationships before. Oh. Because. <laughs> I know a lot of people do. I might have. I don't remember. But we'll talk about it. Cushioning. What is that? Are you doing it? Is somebody doing it to you? You don't want to be the cushion. I'll tell you about that. (laughs) Coming up next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie Love, romance, dating, all of that good stuff. Yes. And our phone lines are open in the Ulala studios. Give us a call if you want to talk about any of it or you need advice, 855-905-8255. Before we stop down, I told you that I saw this new term today. Yeah, you intrigued me. You said cushioning. Cushioning is the new dating term. Okay, so it, if it doesn't mean what I thought it meant. <laughs> Your eyes look, lit up. Yeah, and, and, but you are smiling, so if, if I'm, my lights are, so you smile. What is it, Angie? Well, cushioning, it's not what you think. It's not uh, anything ooh-la-la. But cushioning is a dating technique where you have somebody you're dating, right? Mm-hmm. But you also have several cushions, no, other people that you chat with and flirt with to cushion the potential blow if your main relationship falls apart so you're not all alone. So basically, they're like little... You know, it's a safety net. So if we break up, Simon, you and I are dating, we break up, I have these guys that are there to pick me up after I fall. Okay, so one, I don't do that, of course, because that's against my philosophy, the exclusivity starting at first kiss. I, I think many people do that. Angela. I think a lot of people do. In without, America. Without even maybe realizing that they're doing it. I think they nurture these little flirty relationships, even though they probably shouldn't. In the back of their mind, maybe they know that the main relationship that they're in is about to fall apart. They're getting weird signals. Something's not right. So they're starting to plant seeds, right? Uh, totally. That's the, it's, like a, it's a net of security, of safety. If one cracks, the other one will hold me. Yeah, and if, it, doesn't, right? it doesn't have to be anything really scandalous. It's just a text here and there. You know, a little text or if somebody you work with, maybe you're a little flirty. Cushioning. Um, cushioning because they're there to cushion the blow, right, mm-hmm. if something bad happens. But so they were talking about this whole cushioning term going mainstream. And uh, a doctor was talking about it and said, listen, it doesn't help you to do this in relationships. You might think it's going to keep you from being lonely when all the chips fall. Mm-hmm. But what it's really doing is keeping you out of committing to your main relationship. I agree. Because you, if you have these exits on the highway of your relationship, you're going to take one. So, exactly. It's the difference between lust and love. With love, it's all or nothing. With lust, it's everything at every time. That's the big difference. Right. Right? Yeah. All or nothing or everything at any time. The only way lust to, or love. Lust or love. The only way to reap the full benefit of being in a real relationship is to be in one all the way. All the way. All or nothing. But Angie, that kills me because I find it very rare these days that 
men and women think like this. Well, I think that the Everybody online, wants the cushioning strategy. Yeah, I think that a lot of the dating is so ADD dating now because of, you know, Tinder and swiping. And, you know, if this falls apart, I got 10 girls that, um, you know, I matched with on Tinder that, you know, backup. It's all backup. It's yeah. all a safety net. It's all, you know, there just in case, just in case people. Like, just in case of emergency, break glass and there's a girlfriend waiting for you because you've been planting seeds all this time. That's it. But that is against my vision of all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Give it all you got. Right. And that's the only way and chance you have to make it work. Right. Well, and I also think it's planting in your head, subconsciously maybe, that if if it falls, you know, like you're not really, you have this insurance policy. Okay. So it's sort of like, I think, sabotaging you in a way. Um, that if you know you can get out and it's going to be okay, then why are you going to try so hard? Because you know you'll be fine. Sort of, I have kind of the same theory about people that sign prenups. Like, you're anticipating everything going bad, so you already have yourself totally set up just in case it does. But when you get in relationships, I think you have to go in with the mindset that no matter what, I'm going to work this out. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do my best. I'm 100%. Angie, are you pro or against signing prenups? Um, it depends. It depends on the situation, but I want to talk about prenups. Let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, because I have a strong opinion on that. I bet you do, considering you know your family and, and what you grew up in. So let's talk about prenups mm-hmm. and all of that when we come back on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Before we stopped down, we were talking about this new dating term, cushioning, mm-hmm. which means you're in a relationship, but you're kind of planting seeds with a bunch of other people, kind of light flirting, like just in case. Just your main, in case. Yeah, you, it's like a safety net. And then it brought me to prenups because that popped in my head where I sometimes feel like uh, when somebody is adamant about prenups, they're sort of setting themselves up saying, well, you know, it probably won't work out, so let's just make sure we get this out of the way right now. I think sometimes that's the case. But um, uh, what do you think okay. about prenups, Simon? I think prenups are necessary in every marriage. Every marriage? And here's why. What there's, if we both have nothing? But it's not just about nothing. <laughs> it's not about the money. It's about, you know, who gets what. And here's why. A good prenup, and that's the only kind, is fair for both. So if you are, a, you know, a woman and you think, oh, he wants me to sign a prenup because he's going to try to, you know— Play me or or get me? No, you should have, you should you should really get look in the prenup and pre think about what you deserve, what he deserves, because that's a discussion. Once it's it's said, this unspoken is put aside put aside on the safe, right? And you and never have you to think petty. about it again, and you don't have the panic. You don't have because one of you might make a fortune. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's you, the woman. Maybe it's you, the mm-hmm. man. Or you, if you get the partners, whatever. I just think a good prenup, and that's the only kind, should be fair. And nothing to be afraid of. What, what, do you if, say, what, if we, what if we both are like struggling and we have nothing though? Uh, is that really necessary? Let's talk about that. We got to take a break real quick, but let's okay. talk about prenups. And what if you, what, I mean, you say everyone People should have fight one. for spoons, Angie. They do. I know they do. We'll Not talk, just for millions. You're absolutely right. They even had a show about it. But let's talk about prenups when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We got on this whole subject of prenups, Simon. Mm-hmm. You insist that every marriage should have a prenup. Now, what about the situation, my husband and I, we didn't do a prenup um, because when we got married, we both were kind of, you know, on the come up in our careers. We didn't really have much. We Everything we've built, we've sort of built together. There wasn't really anything at that moment we could have, you know, put on a piece of paper that says whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not about material things so much either, is it? It's, 
well, it is and it is not. You, people fight for spoons. People fight yeah. for everything. It's about because the you get ending. petty. But yeah. but listen, here's the thing. You have Hannah, your daughter. She's 12. Yes. Okay. Both you and Jason are successful. You know, you you might make you know in the years to come really good money and more money and so on. And let's say you know you know that she gets married. Mm -hmm. And let's say you know God forbid something happens and she inherited from you. Yes. And she has you know all your hard work. She, in yes. Okay. She does. She does have an. I have that all set up. Uh, okay. So now okay. Let's say she married and sadly it's a schmuck. If she doesn't have a prenup, all your hard work will be going to the drain. Wrong. <laughs> and I'll tell you I'm why. I'm glad to be wrong. No, I'll tell you why. Because um, when my husband and I um, bought our house and our daughter, we said, hey, we need to have like some sort of a will. We should do some financial planning. Like what happens? God forbid something happens to one of us. Um, everything is in trust for our daughter. We have it down to the... Until how old is she? Until the trust stops? Uh, I, I forget the terms, but in the case that you're talking about, if she marries, blah, 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 everything is in her name. There's, there's a lock on it where if she gets divorced, that her husband can't take her money. It's all laid out, <laughs> but that's... It has like nothing to do energy. with the prenup, no, but that's just smart it's financial even, it's planning. It's smarter than the prenup. What yeah. you did is exactly like a prenup. You prenupped her. Right. I prenupped her. You prenupped I, her. We secured her future. Well, yeah, but you prenupped her from any guy. Yes. But if you're the guy marrying her, you're going to say to Hannah, you don't love me? You don't want to share that trust with he, me? He can't. He, there's no way he can have it. Legally, he can We made it so nobody can touch what if it but she, her. But if she comes to you and said, Mom, unlock the, the trust. She can't. He doesn't want to marry nope. me unless. Nope. Nope. So you're There's on no my way. side. Prenups are wonderful. Trusts are wonderful. There you go. Okay. A trust for your kids and one for your marriage. How See? about that? I like that. <laughs> okay. More of the rendezvous. We're going to do Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour. Let's go to some emails when we come back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, we're going to do Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Thank you for emailing us. Yes, and exactly. If you don't know what Bonjour, Simon Marcel is, it's just our, our emails are overflowing. A lot of people want advice from Simon because you are the romance expert, mm -hmm. love dating romance. And your humble servant. Exactly. So go to simonandangie.com if you want to send an email, if you got a question, you need some advice. Simon will take care of you. I will too. Mm -hmm. But go to simonandangie.com. You can find out how to do that there. So let's go to Ellen from Kent, Ohio. She says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Ellen. I asked my boyfriend if we could see each other more than two times a week, and he said that I'm being too needy. Mm -hmm. He works, and he also hangs out with friends a few times a week, so he thinks twice is plenty a week. How can I get him to make me more of a priority without him saying that I'm needy? Simon, what uh -uh. do you say? Ellen, I have the perfect strategy for you. It's called distance and frustration. Let me explain. When somebody takes you for granted, when somebody is pushing you back, when somebody's like, you know, oh, I, I can't make the time, step back so he misses you. Mm. You're not on the back and call. You you are too busy to see him. Yeah. You make him misses you. Because she's chasing him. Yes. Make him chase you. We reverse it. Yeah, reverse Re it. Reverse it. Mm -hmm. So the distance, because you have to put the distance and frustration because you're going to frustrate him. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to say, when can I see you? And then you measure... His, his progress. But the worst mistake you can do is keep asking, when can I see you more? We need to see each other more. Then you're nagging Then you're chasing him and nagging him. No, disappear. You're busy with your girlfriends. You're working. You're doing this and that. Distance and frustration helps a lot. But let me ask you this, Simon. So yeah. She obviously wants to see him more. Yeah. Uh, she likes him. She loves him, whatever. She wants to see him more. So how long does she play that game? Because it is kind of a game. It, it, how long does she do that before she's finally like, well, he's not chasing me back I might as well go. Okay, so it's not a game. It's a strategy. Uh, if in the next four weeks, uh, Ellen doesn't feel that her boyfriend misses her, 
that's trying to make time for her. Then she has to email us again. It's a different conversation towards the breakup. But I'm always on the hope of that he's going to change and he's going to miss Ellen. And yeah. so I think it's going to work. I think a month yeah. of playing, you know, hard to get right. uh, is going to help tremendously. And, and not only that, but she says that he goes out with his friends a few times a week. Why don't you go out with your friends a few times a week and make him wonder what's going on? Find something. Keep yourself busy. Find something to do. And no more ooh Because, okay. Oh, if you, oh, you just raised the stakes, Simon. Yes, I did. Because what? us guys, if you take out the ooh we are becoming a different kind of man. I'm worried about that, using sex as a weapon, though, because he might get angry. And mm, I, I like your idea of pulling back and, and keeping herself busy and doing her own thing for a while. But keeping the sex but, away, but, but, don't you want to tease him and make him want it more and be around more? But, but, but it has to be in the concept of the relationship, not just the release. He has to be all about Ellen and him as a relationship. I'm afraid right now... He's just getting his ooh and fun twice a week, and right. that's enough for him, right, right, which right. could be for most guys. When that's what I was just going to ask you. Do you think maybe he's just not a, that into her? Because I feel like when you're in love with somebody, you want to be with them all the time. Like, you know, it's I need to be with you. I need to see you come out with me, like whatever, it, well, two days a week. It's not, it's not much, but we're going to know that soon because a month of distance and frustration, hard to get, either is going to crawl back crazy and then she can have the talk, right. or he's not. And okay. it's a different kind of conclusion. Well, he's using the hard-to-get strategy with you, Ellen, so reverse it. You yep. take back the power in the relationship for a while. That's it. Distance. And see how it plays out. And frustration. Okay. The DF. I like that. I'm with that. Has worked for me. Not, oh, I think it never failed me Yeah. to know how somebody feels about me. Well, when a girl Step is, back. When a girl is busy and confident and has her own thing going on, I feel like it's catnip to a man. It is. And yeah. if the guy is not interested anymore, well, then you know it's not for you. You know your answer. Perfect advice, Simon. I like that a Thank lot. Thank you, Angie. Well, good luck to you, Ellen. We hope that all works. Let us know what happens. And like we said, if you need any advice from us, simonandangie.com. More of The Rendezvous when we return. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we were reading an email earlier from Ellen whose man didn't want to hang out with her as much as she wanted to. Simon, you suggested a little hard to get, so to speak. A little hard to get, some distance, frustration. And I have heard that women in France, we were talking off the air, play hard to get a lot. Is that true? I don't even know if they play hard to get or it's just hard to get just because they... They're just hard to get? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's kind of true. I mean, I remember in the last French woman I've dated... It's the attitudes, it's the way they walk, it's just they have It's a to... tease, you think? A little bit of a tease? No, it's even deeper than that. It is, are you up to my standards uh, uh, morally, they want physically, you to work for sexually? It? Yeah, and they get you with the conversation. Mm. They talk for hours before you get even a smooch. Everything. <laughs> no, there's, there's talking on stop. It's a known thing. Uh-huh. But once it's on, it's on. Okay. And it's on fire. Okay. Now, now you do feel sometimes that the danger of this French strategy has made you the hunter and then the woman the target. Well, here's the other thing, and, it, and not that anybody's ever obligated to take the bait uh, with women. Right. So I want to talk about the dangers, though, of sometimes playing this hard-to-get game on either side. Yeah. Okay, because I know that we both do that, men and women. So True. let's talk a little bit more about these little games that we play when we return on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous <laughs> with Simon and Angie. We're taking your calls at 855-905-8255. We were talking earlier, Simon, about this chase game, this yeah. uh, playing hard to get thing. And mm-hmm. I was saying I think it can be uh, not a good idea to do that because after a while, I feel like people get bored with the chase 
And then they're like, you know what? What am I chasing? So I might as well go find something else to chase. Unless, I mean, you know, obviously you're never obligated to let somebody catch you. But if your intention is to be in a relationship with somebody, I don't think that's a smart move. Exactly. You have to do what your heart tells you to do. If you feel that your heart tells you, I'm ready to commit, to go out with somebody, get a chance, do it. If your mind takes over your heart, you're in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. Because this hard-to-get game is when your mind Mm -hmm. is taking over your heart feelings. Right. Or, you know, you just don't really like the person. And and if you don't like the person, don't play it. No, exactly. Or if you do, don't play it. Because, I mean, it's a game. And people will get tired of playing games after a while. But, but, uh, in the distance, in the hard-to-get, I think also there is a value, a plus, for a little bit. You can teach somebody a lesson to respect you more, to listen to you more, that maybe it gives you enough time to both of you look at each other and say, okay, what's wrong? To step back. And yes. Think. Like the, our last uh, email that was saying, uh, hey, know, I want to spend more time with him. Exactly. He is saying only two and days then, a week. So th- how about you only two days a week? Then? Exactly. And you reverse it. So time can be your best friend. Well, sometimes Just, you have to show someone how it feels. But don't forget to use, but not abuse. I like that. You know? Yeah, I totally agree. In love, with that. use, don't abuse. Yes. In love, use, don't abuse. Nope. In everything in life, maybe. <laughs> uh, we have some calls that we need to get to. We'll do that. People need advice mm-hmm. when we get to the phones when we come back on the rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, 855-905-8255. That's the number to call if you need any advice from our romance expert, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Bonjour. We are here to help you, and we do have somebody on the phone right now. Let's go to College Station, Texas. Texas, y'all say hello to Sebastian. (laughs) Hey, Sebastian. Hey, guys. How are you? How's it going, Sebastian? Good. So listen, I I think uh, this is like this is an odd topic to begin with. So okay. I just those are my out. favorite. They're my, my favorite. Yeah. Well, it has to be odd, otherwise nobody wants to listen. So I think <laughs> my go. girlfriend's friend is trying to seduce me. Oh, um, la, la, she la, wants la. to get some. How do you? What? What makes you think that? Well, I mean, I, I would imagine after I explain it, so you'll, you'll agree, but. The, uh, so we're out to dinner the other night. Um, a, a big group of us went out to dinner. So I got my girlfriend on my left, her friend on the right-hand side, and she grabs my hand under the table and starts rubbing it. So What? Oh. Yeah, and then I, mean, what? I guess it could be worse. It could have been something else. But um, Well, <laughs> yes, but still, that is so inappropriate. What did you do? Oh, well, I looked at her, and she just played it off like it wasn't anything. And then, like, I don't know, maybe five minutes later, we're still sitting there, BS, and nobody's really paying attention because we're all in conversation, drinking, that kind of thing. And then she grabbed my arm again, um, like, as we're getting up from the table and walking out. So, um, And your girlfriend is unaware of this, totally? Completely. I don't know how. But it just—it's never been a more of an awkward situation to be in, and I—and I don't know what her deal is. Uh, I'm almost wondering what's your deal, okay? Because you, you are you rea- putting off some signals? I, no, I'm, no. I'm I, I just think that uh, if something like this happened, you can stop it right there and then by a reaction that is clear. I'm not sure you had such a knee-jerk reaction. I feel like you kind of let it let it happen. 
And yeah, but how do you react where you don't embarrass everybody at the table? You know well, what I mean? not only that, but that's it's well, really, wait a minute. It's awkward because that's also their best friends. These two, your your girlfriend and yes. her are best friends. You are um, best friends. That's hard. I mean, getting involved. Yes, you want to put a stop to it, but you. I, I have a solution. What Angie. is it? Is you have to take side, okay, in life. Of course. If it happens to me and I'm with uh, 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 my girlfriend. I would take the hand out of the table and said, what are you doing? Just like that. In front of everyone? In front of everybody. And you know why? Because I am on the side of honesty. And therefore, sometimes you be courageous. Not worry about the awkwardness. And, mm-hmm. and then she'll say, oh, I'm sorry. She'll never do it again. I think that approach yeah. can start a huge like fist fight and a brawl in the middle of a public place. It could be embarrassing. But I would definitely pull her aside and be like, hey, I don't know what you think. But if you do it again, I'm telling your friend and that's it. So but should it's I, too late. Not, I mean, my, my bigger think- question was whether I tell my girlfriend first and then deal with it or just deal with their friend first and then pretend the, like it didn't happen. But the problem of this solution is that two best friends yeah. might protect each other. And, he, and the minute you don't take the hand out physically, it's later on. It's in the past. It's who she said he said. You might lose everything. That's why you don't have to be violently taken out. You said, take your hand out of the table. Say, what are you doing? And then she'll think, oh, I just, it was an accident. Right. You and give you her a chance to, to not lose faith. But she knows you will do it again if she starts again. I, li- I like what you said, though, Simon, about how yeah. the girlfriends could take take sides against the boyfriend, the though. It can happen because if you go tell your girlfriend that, hey, your your best friend is, like, hitting on me, the best friend could be like, oh, he wishes, and yeah. he's hitting on me, and voilà. I see him, you know, just turn it against you. So that and is a really good point. women are crazy from the factory, too, so. We're, no, we're, no, all, no. we're crazy from the factory. But, but <laughs> we're not, nobody's crazy from the factory, but I think uh, Some really... of us are crazy from the factory, Simon, let's be real. Yeah, okay, I mean, well, you said it. You're looking at one of them, but uh, Eddie, no. But <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I just think in life, really, and it's a lesson... You have to be courageous. You're right. Sometimes, you know. See, that's why he is the romance expert. He knows. I'm Sebastian. glad I called in. <laughs> you know what to do next time. No more breaks. And next time she's going to grab him between the legs, and then it's really going to be a problem. <laughs> I'm just not going to go out to dinner with him anymore. That's the easiest way. Well, I mean, that's going to be a little bit difficult if your girlfriend and she are best friends. You're going to see her again, and I'm sure, you know, it's going to come up again because you didn't do anything the first but time. But now you know what to do. So all you got to do with a sense of humor is lift a hand up under the table. So what are you doing? And then trust me, she'll stop. Good point. Okay. Yeah. Right on, Sebastian. Good so, luck with all of that. Bonne chance. Or, you know, maybe you could swing like a little three-way deal out of that a situation. A uh, Maybe you can. You never know. That's a different story. You got to read the room on that one. I mean, I guess he would I'll know call, his girlfriend. I'll call Simon directly on that one. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Sebastian. <laughs> If you need advice like Sebastian did, you can call us now as well. 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simonandangie.com, also our website where you can send in emails if you need advice, love, dating, romance. And uh, we take emails all the time. We'll read them on the air if you'd like. And let's do that right now. Let's play our favorite game. Date Date or dump. dump. Okay, this one comes to us from Courtney from Gainesville, Florida. She says, hi, guys. I need help. I'm trying to decide what to do about my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I found out he was talking to some woman on Instagram. So I asked him about it, and he said that he's been so stressed out at work. We've been fighting a lot. So he just needed an escape. Um, We've been dating almost a year, and he's never met the girl in person. They just talked online. I get that he was stressed, and he promised to stop. But I'm not sure if I should forgive him. Should I date or 
dump him. Okay. Sime. Courtney, I think that what lesson of this is, you guys have to talk. Uh, he did something very wrong, but I want to give a chance to love. I, I would like to know why he did it. Well, he said he said and it was because he was stressed because they were but, fighting and he was working a lot. I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. All right, because all of us work, stress, whatever it is, we don't do that when you're in a relationship. So something else. Either he's not into her anymore. I would give a chance to a discussion. I would say date him one more day. I, I don't, Can we have a date him one more day? Mm, no, it's going to no, be date or dump. Or it's all or nothing. I say dump, Simon, because if that's how he handles stress... If that's how he handles their problems by talking to other women, like what else? But that's ridiculous. Don't you give him a chance no. to learn and never do it again? Never, never. See, I well, we have a disagreement on this because so I think you say you, date. We, I said date. Give him a, a small chance. Okay. And you say dump. I say dump. So sorry. <laughs> we, I hope we help. But I mean, sometimes you have to hear both sides well, of the coin. Yeah, sometimes you know, we rarely disagree, but that happens. I yeah. Just, but uh, even for Courtney listening, like sometimes you have to hear both sides of the coin. If we exactly. you know, say what you want to hear, you but, know, you might not trust it, but take what we both said into consideration. I always say, and I'll finish on this one, that we learn in our mistakes. Yes. If, if there is no room for mistakes, how can we improve? Andy? That's true. That's you know? true. So that's why I said date. Communicate, communicate, communicate. You know it. Thanks for the email. Courtney, more of The Rendezvous when we return. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, I want to go back to this date or dump real quick. Okay. Um, Courtney, who said that her boyfriend's been talking to this woman on Instagram um, and says that the reason is because he was stressed at work and they've been fighting a lot lately. I think it's such a BS answer, and you agree that that's a weird answer because if that's his excuse for being stressed, that's how he handles stress. He goes and talks to other women. I don't find that to be a good idea. We had different different of, of opinion on what she should do. I said dump. You said date. If they do continue to date Simon, though, yeah. where, like, where do you even begin from there? Does she have to... How does she trust him after that? Because he's well, been sneaking around. Here's how it goes. It's deceptive. I, I think there's a saying in America that says, fool me once, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Fool me twice, Shame on me. Exactly. Okay? Which means that if he did it again, you know, and would do it again, then obviously you didn't see what happening, and then you had fault. Right. But I think, personally, with no room for mistakes, how can we continue to be together? That's true. How, People Angie? make mistakes, and I mean, he says he never met her in person. Exactly. So I'm worried that if we regimen all by right or wrong— Right. I mean, then what about the middle? What right. about how many times I've made mistakes? Right, right. And, and ask for forgiveness. It's, it's now, hard to trust, but you can't hold it over his head either if you decide to stay. But you have to ask for forgiveness. He has. He has to. Yes. That's how you know the person is sincere. Correct. How much forgiveness he asks for and how he repents. How he works on the relationship you after. Have, you have a big heart. I know you would say forgiveness. Maybe. I don't know. It you depends on the day. What time of the month is it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. But I like I like the idea of forgiveness. So uh, wishing you luck on that, Courtney. Yes. Thanks so much for writing in. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hi, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. We take calls. We take emails. Make sure you email us anytime at therendezvousshow.com. Also, Call us. We have a call right now, but you can call in to 855-905-8255 with any relationship, love, romance, mm-hmm. 
advice you need, questions you have. Let's go to Washington, D.C. Say hello, Simon. This is Elise on the phone. Hi, Elise. Bonjour, Elise. <laughs> Bonjour, Simon and Angie. <laughs> hello. Bonsoir. How's it going? <laughs> it's going all right. It's going all right. I have a little bit of a like a relationship problem. <laughs> okay. What is up? Um, so my boyfriend, he is constantly asking me who's calling or texting. Like mm. anytime I get a call or a text, um, immediately he's like, who's that? And I've been telling him, you know, I, I just like, you know, just I have nothing to hide. I'm pretty honest about it. But it's been getting super annoying. Um, I mean, and he has an explanation for it. He just says that it like makes him anxious and it makes him feel better to know but I feel like it's kind of invasive and um, like, I don't know like what you guys think I should do. Like, should I just like put up with it to make him feel better? Or... How long have you been dating, Elise? Have you, how long have you uh, and your boyfriend been together? We've been dating for like three months. Okay. So um, the guy's not going to like me for what I'm going to say, but you know, when you but when, say it, say it, Simon, but, but you know, when you have a new <laughs> When you have a new puppy at home and he starts barking too loud, uh-huh. right? You don't let that happen, right? right. You're gonna say you gotta you know, spray him with some water in the face. That's what you do with your boyfriend, Elise. Oh. Spray so him in the face. <laughs> no, basically, what I was gonna say is, you know, he has insecurity, and that comes from different things before you, okay? But he can't be trying to control you or annoy you. It's gonna destroy the relationship. It's gonna destroy the ulala attraction. Mm-hmm. I mean, controlling mm-hmm. is not a form of love. It's a form of hate. Tell him. I suggest oh. you do this compromise. Listen, listen, don't ask me every five minutes, but here, exchange passwords for your cell phone. If you're really so you know, upset or worried about it, why don't we open my phone together and that's it? Uh. Because that shows you transparent, you have nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. And if you really right. need to look at something, you can and vice versa. But tell him, if you keep asking me every five minutes, it really takes away... You know, my image of you, I need you to trust me. No trust, no love. Right, and I feel like if he's constantly asking every time the phone rings or bings or bongs with a text, that you're on edge and you're walking on eggshells, like feeling like you're always doing something wrong, even if you're not. You know, it could be work or your mom. Have you sat and talked to him to really get to the root of where this insecurity? Simon nailed it when he said there's some insecurity. Where does that come from? It, it was there some woman in the past that cheated, and that's why he's so thirsty about your phone. Do you know? Um, I definitely know that he has been cheated on, but in terms of like why he's specifically um, like constantly kind of doing it to me, like I've just been pacifying by by just being like, oh no, it's my mom. Like oh, it's my friend. Like. Um, I just try to, like, get rid of the problem as soon as it happens. So you not have but, not let him know that it bothers you then? You've just been sort of... No, I really haven't let him let him on that it's, like, been bothering me. You know, it's not the police. It's not the FBI. It's not a dictatorship state. You know, it can't <laughs> ask you if... No, really, it's, like, yeah. a technique people use to, to control, control your mind. Control, exactly. So that has to stop. Like I said, when you have a new puppy, you train him. Right. You have a new boyfriend. Teach people how to treat you. You know it, Angie. Yeah. And also, you know, you haven't told him. You haven't spoke up and say and said to him, "Listen, I'm trustworthy. There's nothing. There's nothing to worry about here. I got you. You notice I'm not right. checking all the time on your phone and asking you questions. It's all good." Yeah. You mm-hmm. could say, "Listen, it looks like a projection. I am now wondering if it's not on your phone that I should be worried." Yeah, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> let me see yours. Yeah, let me see yours because around. yeah, right. a little projection is going on. Yes. Well, it's uh, interesting because I do tend to um, let go of things that bother me in relationships, and then by the end of it, like, that behavior is kind of set. Yeah, 
And Don't then, do that. You, you got to nip uh, it in the bud because either the behavior is going to be set, like you just said, or you are going to build resentment toward him. And that's right. on you because you never said anything and it's going to fester and bother you. So it's, speak it's, up. Yes, yeah, speak wow. up. Angie, did you ever have to, to train at the beginning, you, Jason, about any little things at home? Any... Uh, um, not, no. No you training know, that was necessary. No, he was pretty much like housebroken. He was ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't okay. have to send him. I'm, I think he probably had to train me more. It was the other way oh, around. Really? Yeah, yeah. One day because, I'll ask him about that. Well, I was the insecure one, and he had to do a lot of reassuring. And maybe that's something you have to do, Elise. If he is still reeling from being cheated on, you got to reassure him all the time. But also, sure. let it be known that you don't like to be under a microscope either, okay? Yes. You got it. Totally. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right. You're welcome. Good luck, Elise. We're taking your calls. If you have a question about your love life, give us a ring. 855-905-8255. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks so much for being with us in our Ooh La La studios tonight. Mm-hmm. had a great show. We talked about the new dating term, cushioning, which basically means you have all these little emergency people around just in case your relationship dissolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about prenups and also like that whole game of the chase, the playing hard to get and how silly that can be. You had a really good Simon Says tonight when you were talking about, we were talking about problems in relationships. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Angie. I said when your relationship is in trouble, Take distance to get perspective. I think that's so true. Step back, take distance, come back with solutions or strategies. Sometimes when you're inside the fishbowl, it's uh, hard to see. You have to step out to see the whole. How many times you would have sure as with Jason, Ooh. on the heat of the moment you say things right. you would have never said the next day or two days later. Oh my gosh, thinking back on some of the things, I'm like, what was I thinking? I can. So, it's embarrassing sometimes. That's, that's the greatest tool. Yeah, you take get, distance, get perspective. I like that, and Thanks, I need Angie. I need to take that advice myself. We all do. <laughs> well, head over to SimonAndAngie.com. Tons of stuff up on the website. If you missed any of the show, podcasts up there. Uh, also, Simon's FYI show in bed we, with Simon. Yes, video of that. Yes, and and by the way, you know. Uh, people have asked me, how do we get on bed or how do we get on bed with you? Yes. Reach out to FYI because I know constantly we have new couples, whether it's in the mall or real couples, they ask to be in bed. So it's not just for some other people that right. you see on screen. You can be part of that show. And ask advice in person on the bed. That's it. So reach out to FYI, that case, and we might see you on In Bed with Simon or the episode Com. Yes, thank you so much for being with us tonight. This is The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.